0: Whoa, whoa, whoa! What's up, breadheads? Ty, Eric, back in the booth. How are you doing, Eric?
1: Oh man, I'm doing just fantastic. What a beautiful day we have here in Vancouver. Um, did you go for a walk today, Ty? I, I sure did. I walked my GF for a little earlier. Oh yeah, you know I took Bay for a, a little
0: stroll. You know, <laughs> got to uh, stop and smell the uh, rotting leaves. Mm-hmm. Get you some, know,
1: get some rays. <laughs> when (laughs) exactly you know when people say like oh man i don't know if i can have a dog because i have to like walk it all the time they don't really seem to factor in like they're already having to walk their partner like you have to take your girlfriend on a walk anyway so you might as well just bring the dog with you that's true
0: Uh, (laughs) even compounds if you don't own a vehicle and you have to like commute to work on foot because you're already walking Mm-hmm. So this is how I kind of thought Uber was originally supposed to work. I always thought that Uber's business model was, I need to drive somewhere. I might as well pick up a few uh, just like, <laughs> people. <laughs> Picking up people in your car is kind of a funny concept because I immediately think of prostitution. But in this <laughs> case, it's you're actually doing them a service, not them doing you a service, if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> and then you just drive them, drive them where you're already going, a modern carpool. And that's not oh, really man. how it is because it, instead it's just like the ops circling your block waiting for
1: waiting for a, a, a ding on their phone
0: mm-hmm. I'm
1: always curious like what a taxi driver or an uber driver does in between rides because like I have a feeling they don't have any time between rides like every time I'm in an uber the guy gets an alert right before he's about to drop me off so mm. kudos to big uber <laughs> big rideshare for like mm-hmm. you know really grinding these uber drivers down <laughs>
0: <laughs> hmm they don't even get a bathroom break they're one job totally. to the next
1: hustling yeah absolutely um i kind of miss the days of Uber Pool. i don't think that exists anymore i haven't seen it in like at least four or five years we don't have it here so it's hard to come across it but i remember taking it back in the day in like i don't know 2018 and you would just like take an Uber Pool after the club and then it would take you like three times as long to get home because it would pick up like random drunk people on the way and like take them home before you and you're just like why am i on the clock right now like i should be paid for this time why is uber driver being paid and i'm not yeah dude but the beauty of it was that
0: you could spend like an hour 40 in the uber in the back seat but it would only cost you six dollars so either way it's no sweat off my back i enjoy meeting new people So I've had moments where I like hop in, hop in the Uber pool and they do a lap and then I'd be like driving past my apartment before heading to (laughs) my function. So it's like, you could have just picked me up second, bro.
1: (laughs) Totally. You ever um, take a taxi cab through a drive-thru? I think that's like one of the most entitled moves ever as a passenger, Mm -hmm. but low key could be the move because... Like, imagine going through like a subway drive through while shit faced, and the taxi driver has to like go to the third window of the, for the veggies. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, there.
0: Yeah, you're at the veggie window now. What, what veggies do you want? And you're just like <laughs> running through the garden.
1: <laughs> you That's hit them crazy. with the Doja Cat fucking.
0: <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> what the hell? Have you seen uh, that? No, and I, I will not be hitting anybody with that. It's uh, <laughs> Um, perverse
1: yeah you gotta check out the doja cat like um i don't even know what she's doing she's like on the toilet probably and just like making crazy sounds into her phone on ig live like i love my fans (laughs) and then saying that stuff i don't know she's she's Uh, off the rails
0: (laughs) dude yeah fascinating i she hates her fans that's (laughs) my only takeaway from that i'm gonna stand by that thesis She's. I think she's
1: said that directly, though. So there's no secret.
0: Hmm. Well, if she's openly admitting that, then maybe she doesn't hate her fans, because we tell people that we we hate, we tell the breadheads that we hate our fans every day. But we wouldn't be Think Fresh podcast without the legion of
1: lo- like bread loyalists. So yeah, bread loyalists rejoice. Um, I think you're right, but I think it's kind of like and it's like this understanding we have with celebrity it's like Mm -hmm. we know all celebrities secretly hate their fans even though they don't say it like they they say they appreciate us but we know if they could get paid without having to deal with like insane fans they would take take that offer any day of the week you know what i mean
0: yes that's a very good point actually i would prefer that too i would rather talking to this mic to nobody and get (laughs) the same type of sponsorship deals that we get that would be ideal
1: totally if no one heard my insane takes and there's no risk of other people who i don't want to know hearing it that would be ideal you know just keep it fully under wraps mm-hmm, mm-hmm. eric i want to revisit the taxi
0: cab in the drive-thru situation really quick here because I, res- I think that move is a novel move it's a one-time move though you know you, you play that card once in your life for for the fun of it but what I don't like about it is it when some dude makes that his signature move, and then that's his whole night drunk night out personality. We all know that one guy that's like, we've <laughs> got to take the cab, the cab through the, through the McDonald's drive through tonight, bro. Come on, bro, it'll be fun, bro. There's only mm-hmm. five or six cars in front of us, and we'll have to buy the, the cabbie a, a Big Mac combo. But you can have you can have a, a, a McFlurry, bro.
1: Mm-hmm. It's kind of a smart financial move though because. If you bribe them with a junior chicken, then you're kind of just converting his tip into food. Like, Mm. you don't need to tip on top of that. And so, like, if I'm tipping you, like, $4, I I can just buy you a $1.50 burger instead. It's kind of a good trade-off. That's true. Why would I tip double? I gave you a McDouble. Exactly, dude. I already gave you two patties. You want $2, too? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but here's the thing. And this is maybe...
0: Maybe it depends on your like, the the industry that you use to commute home. If you're an Uber, you already have a preset price. But if you're in a cab, is it disrespectful to ask the cabbie to turn the meter off
1: while you're in the drive-thru? Definitely. Because you're taking up their time. That's, like, they deserve to be paid for every minute that they have to deal with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's, like, if it takes three minutes to go through a drive-thru or five minutes that's 5 minutes that they can't use to pick up someone else.
0: Right. That's a good point. But at the same time, if you're getting them like a like a Big Mac combo, that's that's not cheap. So, you're really that's an expensive minute for you as the drunk passenger.
1: Yeah, that's true. But it's the price we pay because sometimes the McDonald's, especially in rough neighborhoods, they don't allow people inside at a certain hour. Mm. So, you have to use the drive-through. And sometimes when you're like out in the town you can't you know hop in the evo to go through the drive-thru because you've you've had eight picklebacks you know what i mean you gotta take you gotta take the cab that's true
0: that's true i feel like the cost per minute is definitely not worth what you're gonna get especially if you do the subway drive-thru because you are playing a crazy game of telephone if you your internal thoughts have to be projected through your drunken mouth to somebody (laughs) else who has to project that to the artist who then has to apply it to the sandwich and you can just imagine how much room for error there is there like I can't Mm. even get the sandwich artist to do what I want when I look them directly in the eye sober
1: I totally agree Um, that's why you gotta do the pull up to the rear window of the car you know like the executive Mm. move. like I'm being chauffeured and it just makes it so much sweeter when you get those cabs with reclining seats (laughs) like Mm. (laughs) You ever hop in one of those vans? Like those are those are kind of a vibe, if I do say so myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, you're like at the VIP theater, leaning back, throwing <laughs> french fries in your mouth, sipping mm-hmm. cola. Mhm. Nothing better than hopping into a yellow van and like slamming the rear seat all the way back into like a full bed position and then taking a nap on the way home. <laughs> nice. The funny thing about that is, like, that's probably where the
0: driver is going to be sleeping later tonight, too. Yeah. it's sad.
1: Is it a yellow cap or is it an Airbnb? What's the difference?
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Knowing Airbnb, we're not too far away from them putting the backs of minivans on their platform.
1: Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ty, today is a big day in the music world because we got a deluxe edition of for all the dogs by drake um have you had a chance to listen to this i know it's only been i don't know 15 hours since it came out
0: let me answer that question with this sound (laughs) yes eric i well i didn't (laughs) run back the whole deluxe album i just ran back disc two, the scary hours portion to hear some of what drake whatever drake has to say on those Mm -hmm. new tracks and he had quite a bit to say.
1: Mm-hmm. He sure did. Um, I didn't write down any. Do you have any? <laughs> Do you have any lyrics yeah, okay. that uh, you came across? I, li- I listened to it front to back, but you- it was a little, It's kind of, It's he was in his rappity-rap bag, and so mm-hmm. I was just kind of taking it in for what it was, you know?
0: Yeah, he put the beats up on the shelf and just uh, had some things to say. But, <laughs> like, critically, Eric, I think the man is leaning a little bit too much into metaphors and similes in his music lately. Like, really? not every line needs to be a pun. Like, he'll say, like, <laughs> you think I'm sweet, but I'm not a diabetic patient. I will start blacking over here like it's segregation. Like, there's just so many, like, similes and metaphors. I'm j- I just pulled a random lyric from a random track, not even mm-hmm. clicking around.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, um. But, overall, I did like it. I, I like it as well. I like that um, it almost feels like he responded to the criticism, which is something that I don't think anyone should do or have to do. Um, but I think the major criticism of the album was he wasn't rapping enough. And then all these songs that he dropped just now are all just, he's barring out. You know what I mean? Every mm-hmm. song is it's just bar after bar. Um, so that's kind of interesting. He, I don't know, maybe he felt like he had something to prove. What does Aubrey have to prove this late in his career? He's done it all, Ty. Yeah,
0: dude. He doesn't need to go on this bar crawl. He's he's already on the throne.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Um, um. Okay. Interest. Most interesting line that I needed to talk to you
1: about <laughs> it, across all five or six of these tracks, Eric, is I'm I think that dream. I'm curious if it's the same lyric that I have pulled up right now because I managed to pull one up. Please keep going. I'm oh, curious. Great. I think that Drake is the first
0: rapper on Earth, the, maybe the only app, rapper or musician ever, to talk about link tree in his oh, music. What, what is going on here? <laughs> I'm trying to pull up the, the exact lyric here. Um, wow! That oh, actually, I don't think I to want me. to say it out loud. <laughs> oh, He's yeah, talking they're, about they're... tapping link trees in the bio.
1: Yeah, dude, Drake is. One of those profile views in your IG analytics is Champagne Poppy. That's for sure. And um, he's engaging with the content. You know what I mean? He's clicking on the on the link tree. What else is he doing, Ty? He's going to the NSFW section of that link tree as well? I think so. <laughs> that's, that's what it sounds like. But the fact that he even gave
0: Linktree, the company, a shout out in his song just shows mm-hmm. how on top of online culture he is there's actually there's so many references in here there's like he talks about iCloud he talks about um Amazon distribution centers (laughs) Uh, obviously many references to uh Instagram makes me think like this guy is like if he wasn't a musician I think he would work in tech I don't know what he would do though
1: (laughs) yeah this guy's clearly technically savvy um talk a lot about people people in high paying jobs in agencies like to say the words technically savvy um mm-hmm. Drake is what they were talking about but um mm-hmm. he's he's a very observant person and you're right he's so tapped into the culture that he's able to like distinguish linktree as a specific kind of genre of internet sex work <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. because it's like what, what that tells me is he's specifically talking about a niche market of girls that are too ashamed to put the OnlyFans link directly in their IG link. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? They always have to hide it with like one one level deeper, which is the link mm-hmm. tree. So it's like when you see a link tree on a girl's bio, it's like you know what's there. It's kind of like an yeah, unspoken definitely. rule. So yeah, kudos to Big Aubrey for, you know, articulating that better than any of us could
0: yeah it is a cultural nuance that he tapped into there because you got to be a thirsty dog to be stiffing around one click deep you know like that progressive mm-hmm. disclosure is uh keeping mm-hmm.
1: the uh general traffic away
0: mm-hmm. just
1: like um tyler crater said in his latest nordwar interview he said he owned that type of time <laughs> <laughs> is that the same interview that uh toroi moi showed up in i watched a portion of that that's the one the whole for like a good five minutes, I was like, "I think that's Tori Ma. and then he's like, "Tori Mau, everybody!" I'm like, "Okay, good, I, I got it right." <laughs> Damn, I saw Tori Mau in
0: 2013, and he put on a pretty Fun. good show. Yeah, that was a long time ago. That was ten years ago.
1: Dude, yeah, that dude's been around for a minute, and he he
0: looks the exact same. But so does Tyler. <laughs> but like watching that interview with them, I'm like, this could have been filmed in. 2023 or 2013 it wouldn't have made a difference
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so there was a actually just to switch gears for like a hot second there was a moment in the nardware interview where tyler said um not verbatim but he said something like enough with you rappers who are sneaker shopping and deep-throating hot wings (laughs) like talks about (laughs) the music and damn i have to say man i'm kind of with him on that and it made me reflect on our podcast. Have we have we strayed too far away from Subway?
0: <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Before I can answer that, I need to understand what he's even saying. Like, is the Venn diagram of Hot Wings lovers and sneakerheads overlapping? <laughs> I didn't realize those were the same demographic.
1: It's 100% the same demographic. And that demographic is complex news. <laughs> Fair
0: enough. Yeah. Damn. Because, so, yes.
1: He's talking literally about the sneaker shopping show on YouTube with uh, Joe La Puma. <laughs> fucking mm. most obnoxious name of all time. And then the, the other guy is the bald white guy who eats hot wings, hot ones with, with like The Rock and people like that. Right, right. I think you're thinking of The Rock. No, both. he's not white, first of all. Um, <laughs> I forget his name, but... He would have, like, all the rappers on his show and they just talk about, like, embarrassing IG photos that they posted. I don't know. Weird shit. His point Mm, is no one's being, no one's uh, talking directly about their music, their craft anymore. You know, it's all just funny games and shit. That's true. And honestly, I feel like a lot
0: of Drake's lyrics in this newest, newest disc was funny Mm -hmm. games. Not (laughs) like, there's a lot of rapping, but it's a lot of just wordplay, you know? He's mm-hmm. having fun with the pen.
1: Mm-hmm. There is one line, tied. Um, This is the one that stuck out the most to me. Um, he called uh, Taylor Swift an N-word.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: That caught me off guard. <laughs> I think it's, like, the funniest thing I've ever heard Drake say, because just, like, referring to, like, Taylor Swift, it's like he's, like, calling Taylor Swift a brand and not a girl. You know what I mean? It's, like... Taylor Swift, the entity, <laughs> the mm-hmm, only, he said, Taylor Swift, the only N word that I ever rated. Only one could make me drop the album just a little later. You know what I mean? So he's, he's bigging her up, but he's calling her a dude, which is really funny.
0: Right. Right. But he, he's or are they them? suggesting, so he's suggesting that he withheld his album release for one, of, because one of Taylor's dropped around the same time.
1: That's what he's saying. Or hypothetically, he would. I don't know if he actually did, but she is the only person that would make him rethink his release date. No one else can fuck with him, is what he's saying.
0: Right, right. So I guess he's speaking um, positively of um, Taylor Swift Incorporated.
1: <laughs> Taylor Swift is probably the biggest artist right now. Is She's probably bigger than Bad Bunny as well, right? I don't, I'm not clear on the numbers. Yeah,
0: I don't run in the same circles that uh, are made up of Bad Bunny fans, so it's really hard to say.
1: (laughs) Totally. Um, Yeah. And then right before that line, he says, do right and kill everything. Um, Do you remember what that's a reference to, Ty? Ice Spice? No, but that's...
0: (laughs) I don't know where that came from. That's that's a funny... (laughs) Well, there was... there Okay, there was an Ice Spice reference. Like, he said something about someone munching a few tracks in.
1: Oh, yeah. Fuck, I, I did pick up on that. I didn't realize it was... Um, talk, he was talking about Icy Spicy. But, yeah, Do right and Kill Everything. That... If you take the first letter of each word, it spells Drake. Whoa. And that's a reference to a earlier song, I think, from... Probably Thank Me Later. Or So Far Gone. One of the first tape these that. Huh?
0: Wow, that's a a pretty deep cut for you to pull pull that out of that lyric. Good for you, Eric. Thank you. Um yeah, lots lots to probably pick apart here. It's gonna take me a few few days. Um I do appreciate the Larry David reference. <laughs> it's always nice <laughs> yeah, when that, you... that man doesn't get enough attention.
1: That's true. We gotta give uh Larry David his flowers, you know, while he's still alive. Can you uh, read the lyric out? Because I don't remember what it was.
0: Yeah, let me pull it up here. I'll fucking find out wherever y'all are celebrating. Pull up, park my phantom on the curb like I'm Larry David. Uh, (laughs) So he's clearly suggest, like, the wordplay here is curb, as in the enthusiasm that he curbs. But Mm -hmm. Drake curbs his phantom, which is very cool. Very cool Mm -hmm. line.
1: Mm -hmm. That's very cool. I have, um... Oh, dude. I have a photo.
0: (laughs) Oh, no, you go. I'm going to hard pivot.
1: Okay. Speaking of parking on the curb, I have a photo of us parking a Mercedes-Benz on the curb outside, like, our office. (laughs) And then you're just standing beside it, and the car is, like, on the curb. I did such a horrible job parking it, but it's a rental, so I won't be gentle. (laughs) Yeah, dude. (laughs) Go easy on me. I
0: got a gentle rental. Um... (laughs) There is a Mercedes reference in this. He says something about ask. he asks if Mercedes makes hearses, which I've never considered before is like getting a designer, hear, like a designer vehicle hearse. A hearse? What, what is a hearse?
1: Like a man Here hearse? Like a,
0: it's like a foot long vehicle that
1: um, you would put a
0: casket in.
1: Oh, yes. I think they probably will for, for Big Aubrey. Mm hmm. Damn. Dude. Drake's love for Mercedes is honestly aspirational. Like, if I could, if I could, like, I don't know, trace back, do like a twenty twenty three and Me tracing of my love for Mercedes, Drake is probably one of the forefathers. I would say,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, a real trend center setter in the automobile industry.
1: One hundred percent accurate, baby.
0: if drake never loved mercedes i don't even know if virgil would have made the Maybach. you know
1: whoa very true i mean mercedes has been synonymous with rap culture like since the beginning you know what i mean mm-hmm. and no matter what old ass mercedes you might own there's like a rap video with that exact car in it like it's just a guarantee like even even my car you can you can find like in the shanti video with her in it you know what i mean like that kind of level
0: right 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 i get that
1: or r&b whatever that's, it might be
0: that's very uh critically acclaimed then very it cool is. um it is. eric the last lyric i wanted to mention to you uh on this disc was an interesting line that appears to make a make it shoot a shoot a shot at mr mr west mr west I'm sure you caught this lyric. Um, I'll read it out loud to you. Every time you need me for a boost, I never hesitated. Every time that Yeezy called a truce, he had my head inflated, thinking we can finally piece it up and get to levitate and realizing that everything premeditated.
1: Damn. Damn we're is right. right. Like, <laughs> I thought they were chill. Free Larry Hoover. Am I right? Yeah, I guess it goes it's it's deeper than rap, you know. Um I don't know what to say, man. I guess things didn't really work out, especially since Kanye kind of went off the rails like immediately mm-hmm. after that concert. <laughs> like his decline f- post Larry Hoover concert is like a straight line down to the bottom, rock bottom if you will. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's hard to stay friends with someone like that, you know, especially if you're like not really homies, just like professional acquaintances. You know what I mean? I can't see them actually being best friends.
0: Yeah, I feel like it was like a one and done deal. It could have gone somewhere. It was like a first riot date, and then they were gone, gone and out. And then Drake picks up a new toy, you know? He's like, I want to play with Yachty now, or now he wants to play with <laughs> J.Qual And I don't think he should be giving J.Qual any airtime. That guy does not, I don't think he's deserving of that um, <laughs> stage, but who am <laughs> I to judge?
1: Yeah, Drake's, um, he's gotten sick of finding new rappers to boost up. He's, like, now going and grave digging old rappers (laughs) and, Mm -hmm. like, reviving their careers. He's playing God, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking forward (laughs) to the Drake. (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, hopefully the Sixth God does a collab with
1: Tupac next. 100%. If Tupac was in a Mercedes-Benz, he would have lived. You think so? Bulletproof glass? Maybe. He was in a BMW. He got gunned down in a BMW, so who knows? If it was that Mercedes-Benz or maybe the Cybertruck (laughs) bulletproof glass, he would have lived. If only uh, Mm -hmm. Elon Musk was around.
0: It's actually an interesting factor to consider when purchasing a vehicle. Is like, if I die in
1: this vehicle, will it be brand propelling? (laughs) 100%. Because when you die in a car, it just like, I don't know, magnifies the attention that you get from it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just yeah, seems like your name extreme will... way to die.
0: Yeah, your name will be forever like synonymous with the make and model of that vehicle. You'll be on like Stats Canada.
1: Totally, damn! This is why I can never drive a Tesla ever again. I'm back to the Mercedes. I'm back to the German whips. It's gotta be mm-hmm. that. I get you that. Know? I get that. Wow, that's crazy. It is. Makes me wonder now, do you know what the car was that they shot Tupac from? <laughs> Cause like mm. clearly that one did its job, you know, they were able to flee the scene.
0: Yeah, it's got the V eight and it's got the uh like automatic windows. <laughs> we know that much. <laughs> exactly.
1: Definitely has working oh, transmission.
0: Dude, it's exactly what you would think it is. A late model Cadillac. Oh, perfect. Like always, the Cada- um, Cada- Cadillac is the murderer's vehicle of choice.
1: 100%. percent um, i reading this, like, status and culture book, and they say, like, when cars were first kind of, like, made available to everybody, like, every... Um, make was assigned to, like, a status class. You know what I mean? So, like, certain mm. people would drive, like, Lincolns and Cadillacs and that was, like, the elites and it's, like, they didn't, Cadillac didn't make like, a cheap version for the everyman, you know? Whereas, like, today, it's, like, even Mercedes-Benz there's, like, the S-Class, which is for like, I don't know, Trump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, like, they ha- they have, like, the A-Class, which is for, like, you know, grocery getting babysitters. But mm-hmm. back in the day, if you drove a Cadillac, you were, you were some, some dude, you know what I mean? You were that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This modern world of um, diffused luxury has
0: <laughs> drained, like, it's, gone, it's just gone too far away from that, that core principle around, <laughs> be, like, being exclusive to the upper class. Mm-hmm. Now everybody can have that, t- these types of clothes. Like, anyone can find, like, an entry-level Rolex on eBay, you know? for like mm-hmm. a half decent price. Like a, a, it might put you a few paychecks in the hole, but you didn't get it. That's mm-hmm. kind of unfortunate for their brand.
1: Yeah, totally. You can only diffuse the brand so many times before you just are fully watered down, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like you can release the cheaper one, but then like if you keep doing that every year, you can't go down far enough. You know what I mean? It'll, it'll just be too too attainable and then your brand is diluted, I guess. I guess so. Yeah, it's like doing a stock split.
0: Mm -hmm. So this is but like a brand, a brand like Subway (laughs) is. You were going to go here too, weren't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I
1: want to hear. I want to hear your take. Okay. Thanks for yeah passing the torch, but I think this is why the signature menu and the classics menu there's a clear divide. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you're ordering from the signature menu, you're you're somebody. If you're ordering the classics, maybe you're dabbling maybe you're just being a tourist in the low end of the menu but that's you know optional at that point the signature menu is where you should be
0: totally the signature and the classics it's literally s class and c class oh shit there you go wow um but they got rid of this menu division when they launched the subway series they said all sandwiches are equal under god's light and we will put them together. They will sh- no more sandwich segregation. We will share, they will all share a menu, one, one board for mankind. And I, I don't know how I feel about that because I think that Subway has an opportunity to be to service more of a luxury market. Like they have clearly won the game of being the every man's sandwich company because every man capital M <laughs> eats there if you're, on the <laughs> hand, you're eating a subway there's no denying it
1: 100 yeah right now the subway menu is it's the West Bank you know what I mean it's it's intermixed mm-hmm. there is you know cheaper sandwiches or more expensive sandwiches vegetarian meat options all in the same list and there's no way to sort the list once you have like 12 options That's like you're hitting the upper limits of what I can cognitively understand quickly. You know what I mean?
0: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: But I think there's a type of...
0: Like, it's not about offering me different sandwich combinations, which is all the menu is meant to do is stimulate uh, inspiration for, for, like, creating your footlong. I think what we actually need here is we need pricing-tiered ingredient access. Kind of like how you can, like... You can only sit in first class if you pay more money. And then there's an economy you can only sit in with a little bit more money. But imagine in the veggie section, there was like like it's like DLC in a video game. You have to like pay more to <laughs> unlock that section. And then they like pull the lids off and reveal a few cooler, more maybe novelty <laughs> ingredients. Yeah. Pay, like pay to unlock. It's still it's still free once you're in there, but you gotta you gotta put a flat rate to get in.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. And then once you're in, you know, similar to your first time flying business, you're you're eating five meals, you know, you're going all the way in because mm-hmm. now that you've let me in the door, I'm going to take full advantage of what the space I'm in because this is rare air. Yeah. A few more scoops of caviar, please. Exactly. Like if you're flying Emirates first class for the first time, there's no way you're not like stuffing your face and getting obscenely drunk <laughs> you know <laughs> like I'm, I'm drinking like eight glasses of of moe like there's no question
0: Hmm. that's absolutely what i'm doing too i'm i'm dabbling in every single finger
1: food i'm going back i'm gonna have mm-hmm. more f- food than i have fingers speaking of um flying first class ty we got to talk about caviar like what's the think fresh stance on caviar i've never had it but it just seems like a waste of money.
0: <laughs> it like...
1: is. I've only had it <laughs> once. I had it actually when I was in
0: Spain last month. Oh, really? Yeah. They dolloped some on top of my uh, white truffle gnocchi.
1: Oh, I think... Wait, was this at the place that you hated? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not, actually.
0: Okay. D- different establishment. I had okay. to go find some <laughs> good pasta after that absolutely, like, uh, palate-destroying meal. And... the best i could find was truffle
1: and caviar and gnocchi okay that's fair enough um what i've heard and maybe you can confirm or deny this kind of just like a fishy like i don't know fishy texture like not really the best most interesting thing um yeah how would you describe it it's just you're just eating fish eggs right it's like nothing special (laughs) Yeah, there's not much flavor
0: going on. You're, this is mostly a texture play, and texturally, it's like if you chopped up black olives. So, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that Subway menu would benefit from this edition. I don't even <laughs> think the world needs this edition. You know, like sometimes yeah, I see like on good. Martha Stewart's Instagram, she'll have like an absolutely obscene pyramid of caviar at a table setting, and I think like <laughs> I don't think she even likes that either. I think everyone's everyone's playing, mm-hmm. everyone's fronting.
1: That's true. It makes sense for Martha. And all love and respect to Martha. She's my... she's Respectfully. My <laughs> respect With all due respect. Um, she's old money. And caviar is kind of like an old money move. You know what I mean? It's like... Mm-hmm. It's like synonymous with abundance. And so it makes sense for her to like lean into that, I guess. But what really gets me is how they would put it on this like tiny little pancake. <laughs> like mm. why is that the kind of, like, default way to, like, serve caviar. It's, like, on a tiny pancake with some creme fraiche. Like, it seems like a funny little sandwich. Like, what's going on there?
0: Yeah. What a goofy-ass combo. Is this because rich (laughs) people, like, love pancakes, but they're too pedestrian?
1: So you need to dress it up. Must be. I need to find, like, someone who is willing to, like, procure some caviar. Maybe, like, some Mm. kind of catering thing where it's like a corporate dinner like that that seems like the perfect place to like abuse the caviar and just like eat way too much of it and just mm-hmm. get it out of the system you know like i kind of need to do that i think i think you
0: just need to go down to whole foods and cop a couple tins from the uh the fresh seafood section bring them home make yourself a little platter whip up a pancake keep the maple syrup in the cupboard and see for <laughs> yourself
1: yeah for some reason buying it at a grocery store kind of feels wrong you know, <laughs> it
0: definitely feels wrong.
1: Even saying it out loud felt weird. I'm like, oh, you don't mm-hmm. want to eat the Whole Foods caviar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if I'm throwing that in, if I'm throwing that in with my like protein powder in in my buggy, like, I don't know, man, this doesn't seem right.
0: You said a few sentences ago that caviar is um, bo- like a boomer play. It's old money food.
1: What is the new money equivalent? Hmm. Uh, I think truffles maybe are getting there like Mm -hmm. I think they've like exploded in popularity and there's also a aesthetic factor at play like if freshly shaved truffles are hitting your plate that's perfect for the IG you know Mm -hmm, so I think there's mm -hmm. like an element of that anything where it's like easily uh, Instagrammable, uh, specifically for your story that seems like a new money move what do you think
0: yeah yeah, I think that's a really safe answer. I'm trying to think Based. about what I've seen <laughs> gracing, gracing plates recently. I feel like it's really common to like shape food into little little balls. You know, Whatever it is, they'll pack it onto like a falafel-type ball, and then that'll be the only element served on the mm. plate. So oh, I think it, it's no longer about an ingredient. It's about um, shapewear. It's like if skims made food. <laughs> They would, the balls just got bigger, you know.
1: <laughs> Damn, they're compressive and supportive in all the right places. Um, Am I crazy? You know what I'm talking about? Like, you go to a fancy restaurant, oh or God, you yeah. look on any restaurant's
0: Instagram these days. All the food is arranged in little little orbs.
1: Yeah, I don't know about the orbs specifically, but I think you're right in that. Like, there's a lot of skeuomorphism happening, or like mm-hmm. metaphorical, like play with uh, forms (laughs) you know what i mean like if you go to like a fancy french restaurant maybe there's like a little stick of butter that's shaped into a rabbit (laughs) like that kind of thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. it is skeuomorphism they're playing with the senses Mm -hmm. it's foreshadowing for the rabbit ragu that you're about to eat (laughs) dude i I can't stop thinking about this dessert i got um,
0: a while ago at a restaurant that was like served in a coconut but it was like oh, a little cool. tiny coconut shell and it had like ice cream in it. And then I got to the end, I'm like, that was so good. And then I was about to have the server take the plate <laughs> ice away. And so then I good. realized, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I was about to have them take the plate away. And then I realized the coconut was made of chocolate. Oh, it was like shit. a real is this cake move. And they fooled me the <laughs> whole meal.
1: Wow. That seems very challenging because coconuts are kind of furry. So do they have like shaved chocolate on the outside or something? Yeah, there was
0: definitely like some sort of outer treatment that they did to give that thing a very natty look.
1: Natty nut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ty I actually thought of the most performative um, new money way to present food. and it's it's worse than you think.
0: <laughs> oh my okay. God, It's dry ice. It's dry ice for sure.
1: Oh fuck. Okay, well, that was not what I was gonna say, but that is a really good one. This is similar because there is an element of smoke involved it's um when you go to those like fucking celebrity steakhouses, where they like bring you your tomahawk steak in like a gold briefcase and they open it in front Mm. of you and then they stamp it with like um soldering like iron and it just explodes with steam and then i don't know what the fucking point of that is but it's like some performative like steak branding table side (laughs) what the fuck
0: (laughs) yeah dude well this is the challenge with steaks is that by their very nature they're too simple to really riff on right they're just a slab of meat so you have to Mm -hmm. dress it up in all these crazy ways you got to wrap that shit in gold foil you got to like put like have it served on top of a model's waist or something you know
1: (laughs) kanye dinner style oh fuck not the Donda sushi (laughs) catering that was crazy um yeah you're right and the gold foil or like the gold sauce is another one. Like mm-hmm. when they toss those wings in gold sauce, and then you eat it, and your face is covered in gold. Like nasty. That's so nasty.
0: Damn! It looks like a Bond villain.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. Or or just Rick Ross. <laughs>
0: Either one. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I like this is the challenge. Like steak in of itself is kind of a, an old money move. So, I think that these like. Steakhouses of yesteryear are feeling the pressure from the Instagram generation of Michelin star cooks to rip on their formats in order to make their food presentable to a modern, like to modern money. And I feel mm-hmm. kind of bad for them because they're pulling out all the novelties.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do feel bad for them, man. Um, one place that does it well and has been doing it well for a very, very long time. And I went there last year house of prime rib in san francisco because they oh, bring yes you, uh, they roll up a little trolley with like a huge cut of prime rib and then they just like give you a they like slice it tableside, put it on a plate for every single person it's it's actually amazing that is
0: amazing i'm trying to pull up the episode number that we discussed this for the breadheads that want to go deep it might have been episode 234 prime ribbed does that that sound familiar (laughs) somewhere around um
1: yeah i mean the date would would have been literally around november 2022 perfect so
0: there you go breadheads you can date you can date it yourself
1: exactly it was um yeah it was cold it was a cold day in uh san francisco but the prime rib and the baked potato the loaded baked potato was keeping me warm (laughs) dude i love i love
0: it's soup season right now, so I love a warm meal. I had some. I made some ve- a vegan chili last night. Oh. Uh, yeah, a lot of different nice. legumes.
1: A vegan chili is probably my one of my favorite vegan or vegetarian dishes. I think mm-hmm. you guys can do chili very well. You know.
0: Yeah, dude. Chili doesn't really need much more than some carrots and some beans.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a it's a pretty simple dish. Totally. Yeah, beans. Beans on toast, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Every
0: time I want to eat a bean on a toast, I'm I think, I think, oh, this is gonna slap. And then I make it, and I look at what I've made, and it's kind of <laughs> like in Parks and Rec when it's like, could a depressed person make this? I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. that scene. Probably not. But no, uh, I didn't <laughs> watch
1: that show. Uh,
0: either way, I always feel like what I've created is more monstrosity than masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Kind of like at Subway.
1: Totally, if it's not served to you in a restaurant alongside maybe some bangers <laughs> and like mm-hmm. I don't know what else comes on uh, English breakfast plate, like a slice of tomato, mm-hmm. eggs. If, if it's not a full meal, then it just looks like a struggle meal, you know. Like it's like <laughs> this is the, it's yeah. like I made this in my dorm room vibes,
0: <laughs> real dorm room dinner vibes. But <laughs> yeah. it, the challenge, Eric, is not the those particular. Foods, it's brown on brown. Brown on brown is a difficult <laughs> meal to plate. And I'm not really yeah. sure
1: what the strategy is there. Yeah, dude. It's imp- it's literally impossible because beans on toast is the only way to plate it. Mm hmm. You just put the beans it's on big- the toast. <laughs> the format is described in the name, unfortunately or fortunately. <laughs> 100%. It's like scrambled eggs. It's like you can't present that any other way than scrambling the eggs. Mm hmm imagine trying to
0: like riff on that you're you're, what are you going to do like put some gold flake in there that's kind of the challenge that the steak industry has to deal with
1: yeah dude moment of silence for the steak industry they're really struggling Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) it is a beyond meat generation Mm -hmm. tab we got to think of the next think fresh dinner activation (laughs) our annual fiscal planning is coming up, mm. <laughs> and so we need to think about where we're gonna go. Um, I took a peek at the Michelin guide, and out of like most of the places that I haven't been, published seems like the way to go. I know you've been, so I don't know if it'll be as exciting for you to go a second or third time, but I'm curious what you think.
0: Yep, I would post up at the bar there if we if you and I rolled up. I think that would be a novel experience to um, kind of just make joy with the bartender watch them shake a few things and mm-hmm. have
1: some banter we can always ask them to make us a sandwich inspired cocktail like we tried at savio that was not successful for us but i think published is maybe more creative in that realm yeah i think they'd be down to clown <laughs> we're
0: we're Cirque du soleil clown level when we when we roll up to the function <laughs>
1: absolutely dude you gotta we're making our bartender jump through hoops literally and figuratively yeah (laughs) Uh, i'm making my dog jump through hoops (laughs) (laughs) not the dog um think fresh podcast thanks for listening everyone ty thanks for recording with me anything else we want to talk about
0: that's everything on my end king i'm gonna jump back into some
1: scary scary hours oh fuck yeah real spooky time um all right catch you on tuesday have a great weekend everyone ciao